Welcome to episode 199 of the Sports Marketing Huddle, a podcast that looks at all things marketing in the world of sports. Alongside Brian Cristiano, I'm Rob Cressy. So Brian, I saw an article on futuresport.co about how to monetize fan-created content. And what they had was seven different ways that fan content can be created and then if it's monetizable. So what I'm going to do is go through each of the different types of fan content. And then at the end of this, let's talk about is it possible to monetize or what's sort of the mindset around this that teams can take. So cool. let's do it. The seven different ways that they have on-site photo booths, in-stadium kiss cams, fan-controlled cameras, fan video apps, fan photo apps, hashtag contests, and Snapchat geofilters. And when looking at all this, Brian, what this speaks to me is teams being able to do a good job of engaging their fans because at the end of the day, it, it's all about delivering an experience. But what this article is talking about is how do you actually monetize that stuff? And really, I think it's a very difficult thing. And quite frankly, I wouldn't put it in the monetization bucket because that's not the number one goal of engagement on social or in arena. Sure, it's nice if somehow during the kiss cam something viral happens, but uh, you're crazy if you're trying to build a model around something going viral here. So what are your thoughts about the potential monetization of these different ways to engage fans and have them create content within an in-game experience? For, who, who wrote this article? What's the, what's the name of the author? Uh, this is from futuresport.co, written by uh, not seeing a name. Oh. Here we go. The name is Brandon Johnson. Brandon Johnson. I don't know Brandon Johnson, but I, I, I just don't like it because I don't like the article. It's not good. I, these seven elements are not accurate for monetization. Can you monetize some of these? Sure. You can get sponsors to sponsor the photo booth. You can get sponsors to sponsor the kiss cam. You get a sponsor to be on the video app. Um, hashtag, what do you, how are you going to monetize a hashtag? Snap geo filters cost you money unless you're having another brand do it for you, but then they're going to want the, they're going to want their logo on it, not yours. So this dude who wrote this doesn't know what he's talking about. Number one, number two, um, look, if you're looking to monetize fan created content, and first of all, Photo booth isn't fan create like it's so stupid like they're creating it. This this article is terrible, but um, I'm glad I'm glad that we're talking about it though because it is terrible and people need to know that this is just like really bad even thought process, let alone any sort of advice. Um, fan created content should come from the actual fans creating something original themselves, whether it's a photo of themselves or taking a picture or a video of them growing, uh, you know, a beard or wearing, you know, the team's hat or a Jersey or whatever it might be, or be at the game or take pictures of the players at the actual game and then post them to a hashtag. That's one thought process. And then how do you monetize that? Well, you don't really monetize it, but what you do is you use that content to then create a storyline that the team or organization can now tell. So I'd collect all these videos that all the fans took about whatever it is that I want them to take, and then I would post them on my site or post them on my social, pick a couple out out of the hat for whatever reason. Either they're really good or they got the most engagement 
or they were just very unique, or they were randomized, and I'd take those, and I'd bring those people to the game. I'd, I'd bring them to the game. I'd give them VIP tickets. I'd give them floor seats if it was a basketball game, whatever it is, and I would do something for those fans so that what happens is I'm not trying to monetize it because the amount of money that I'm going to get by giving a sponsor where I'm going to get ten grand to sponsor stupid filter or a logo in the middle of a kiss cam – I can have my sales staff, if I'm a sports team, spend all that time and energy trying to get 10 grand for a little logo that's going to go in this stuff. Or I can say, forget the 10 grand. I don't want 10 grand. I want 10,000 more people coming to my games. And what I would do then is I would create a really good contest or engagement reason, kind of like you were talking about with the NHL and they've done some really good stuff, where now, or, or what, um, new era, right? Where now I'm saying, hey, upload your video doing this thing. I'm going to pick the top 10 that I like, and I'm going to do something super special for you. And now, all of a sudden, those 10 people just got VIP tickets, you know, player cam visit, and they got signed merch, like all this cool stuff that just happened to them. And now, guess what? They're going to tell all their friends. They're going to post on social. The team's going to post on social. It's probably going to get hits in PR. So now I'm going to get newspapers talking about it. And I'm going to do something really big where I fly them out somewhere and do something cool with some players. Now... I get everybody paying attention to my organization and my team. I'm going to have a bigger impact than the $10,000 I could have gotten from, quote, monetizing it. I can actually get a lot more people to come to my games, a lot more people to buy my merchandise, a lot more people to buy my tickets, a lot more people to watch the broadcast and engage on social. I've won. I'm not thinking small. I'm thinking big. Sure. But Brian, as a business owner, don't you always want to be evaluating to seeing where there are monetization opportunities? And sure, the answer to these, and Brandon does give an analysis on each of these, showing essentially the difficulty of monetizing each of these things. But isn't that something that you at least have to go through the exercise of saying, all right, we know that these are engagement plays here. Where could the potential monetization opportunities exist? No. Because it's thinking small. You're now watering down your ability to do better engagement, right? I'm going to now put a logo or attach a brand to a hashtag or a geo filter or something brought to you by blah, blah, blah. How many less fans are going to engage with that than if it was just, dude, do this awesome thing and you're going to get this even more awesome thing from us, the team that you like. Please share it on social. You're going to get so much more return on your investment than by you know, getting 10 grand for a damn logo placement. It's like you're going to lose the potential for the scalability and the organic, your marketing and your ROI become the fans who actually go and do this and then share this stuff online, right? Thinking about how can I sell this to a sponsor is like such, it's bottom feeder mentality, to be honest. So being a bottom feeder that I am, Brian, I am going to sell the Kiss Cam sponsorship because what you could do, hypothetically, think around, uh, well, right now we're coming up on Easter holiday and you got Valentine's Day and things like that. So Kiss Cam, what goes well with Kiss Cam? Flowers or candies and things like this. So could a brand, hypothetically speaking, let's call it 1-800-Flowers-Kiss-Cam. And you're like, well, no one gives a shit about 1-800-Flowers, but- Can you get people to give a shit about 1-800-Flowers? And then we always talk about, Brian, overall engagement on all platforms. I'm not saying just have 1-800-Flowers do just a kiss cam, but use that as another part of a social campaign where they say, all right, guys, we now want you to give us a picture of your own kiss cam. And hypothetically speaking, 
1-800-Flowers could then run a Snapchat geofilter for their own kiss cam because guess what? Only about seven people in the audience get the ability to be on the kiss cam. But with said geofilter, now the entire arena has the ability to have social engagement of which 1-800-Flowers could then completely integrate on all of their different social media channels. Why would 1-800-Flowers want to pay a team to then have a team pay to have a geofilter when 1-800-Flowers when could just do the damn geofilter? Well, I'm, not, I'm just saying, I'm talking complete integration. I'm not saying that the team has to be the one to pay for why, it. Why am I, the fan, going to use a geofilter that has 1-800-Flowers on it? Unless I work uh, for 1-800-Flowers. Like, dude, right. there's nothing that 1-800-Flowers can do that's freaking cool enough and, and has any brand recognition that I will use. False. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to take me, you, Mrs. Bold, and Mrs. Bacon, and we're going to go to a Knicks game. And then all of a sudden, the kiss cam is going to go on. And then it's going to say, by the way, guys, check out the Snapchat geo filter where you can then be on your own kiss cam. And then I'm going to nudge Mrs. Bold. And I'm going to say, hey, you should probably get on the kiss cam on the Snapchat geo filter with Brian. And guess what she's going to say? That is a great idea, Brian, because I love you so much. And I want to remember this moment. And boom. Right there is exactly how that's going to happen because, sure, we may not be the number one target demographic for it, but guess what? The kiss cam has two people in it, and me being the content creator, I'm going to go all over it. I'm going to go to the point where Mrs. Bacon's going to be like, all right, no more kiss cam, Rob. <laughs> Mrs. Bold would just backhand <laughs> me. She'd be like, get that shit out of my face. That's ridiculous. But here's the thing, dude. I, I get it, and sure, could there be some viability? Yeah. But if here's a tip, if you're 1-800-Flowers and you're listening to this right now, just go buy that geofilter, make it, and put it around the exact time and location of the games that you want to be at. Screw the team. And hey, teams, if you're a salesperson at a team and you're thinking that this is a great idea to go and sell, don't waste your time because I just told them all to just go do it themselves. I just undercut you. I'm sorry, but this is capitalism, right? Now, here's the deal, though. Here's the deal. Yeah, you can put a 100 flowers thing up on the kiss cam and then you can tell them to go to Snapchat. That is a complicated scenario that a marketer now needs to go sell or a salesperson now needs to go sell for minimal impact for the brand, for minimal revenue for the team. What I would do is I would say, hey, I have this real estate that I need to get rid of. I would give it as a value add to a bigger sponsor that I can get a bigger deal with. I would say, hey, Coca-Cola, who's going to spend $10 million of me this year. Hey, guess what? I'm, I'm trying to close a deal. Hey, I'm also going to throw in the kiss cam for you because that's how awesome I am as a salesperson, I would do that. Like, forget the like crumbs at the bottom. Like, who cares, dude? What I would do is I would do that. I would use it as added value, like Coca Cola or PepsiCo, be all over every damn thing in my entire stadium. I give them added value, make them feel super special. They're going to actually get value out of it. I don't have to worry about doing some separate engagement for some small ass sponsor. And if I am that small sponsor, I'm just going to arbitrage your damn stadium at the times of your events with my fake kiss cam on Snapchat. And then we all win. That's it, dude. That's it. Well, yeah, I agree. But I would not buy this as a one-time thing. But if it was always the 1-800-Flowers kiss cam for the entire season, now we're talking about a little bit of a larger buy. Yeah. And if you see the way that sports teams sell advertising and sponsorships, a lot of it is local and smaller stuff. So I don't think that we can immediately throw out that you're only going to be working with the Cokes of the world because the JW Chevrolets, they're also part of the marketing mix and sponsorships for these teams.
You'd be surprised at how much budget some of those regional tar dealerships have, though. But here's the deal, dude. I want to see. I want to see this. I'm calling you out, man. I want to see the Bacon Sports Kiss Cam at some event, the next sporting event you and Miss Bacon are at, dude. Do it. And I want to see that. Ki- I want to see the Bacon Sports Kiss Cam, man, on Snap. I want to see it. And here's how I'll execute it because it'll be too expensive for me to run <laughs> in stadium. So I will do it outside of Wrigley where we will take a picture of the Wrigley sign that everybody does, and I'll kiss cam that shit. I like it. Dude, can you – here's an actual question because I don't know off the top of my head. If you buy that geo filter on Snap like a month out, two months out around the stadium, is the price going to be mediocre? Like is the price going to be like it would be normally because Snapchat hasn't already like put in the algorithm to say there's going to be all these people there because it doesn't know exactly that that's a game at that certain time? Or do they basically just map out that whole stadium for the entire year? and just be like anyone who wants a pin pinprick in this area we're going to charge you 25 plus grand so based on the way that i got around it during the world series and the playoff run as long as i wasn't touching wrigley field i was able to i mean i ran my geo filters for 30 bucks for four hours so i found exactly and it was trial and error for those of you who are going to do this around sports stadiums you'll see it there'll be a definitive line where it'll say five grand and then you'll just move it a little millimeter and then it'll go 30 and you're like boom shakalaka this is how this is done rinse and repeat yeah i'm just curious like let's say you bought over wrigley um like a month and a half from now at 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. during a game night, like they know. And I'll tell you why is because I'm working on a geo filter campaign for a college in New York where uh, one of the areas we're going to target is the Barclays Center. Mm. And there's actually a Chris Brown concert at the end of April. And we went to a month ago, check to see what the pricing was on it. Uh, it was actually $250, by the way. And uh, so in advance, yes, it was already there. Because you're right. It'd be great if you just had some forward thinking. And you're like, well, shit, five months down the road, I'm just going to geofilter right. this before they catch on. Snapchat's already caught on to that. Okay. They're just, yeah, I was just curious if they're fencing out like high traffic areas at all times of the year, regardless of when something's going on or not. They probably so, Brian, are. what's your takeaway from this? Think, think bigger in your sponsorships. Like, don't like, don't try to do the complicated, tiny little deals. Like, do a bigger deal and then figure out how instead of trying to get measly ten grand for some sponsorship from some local place, like how can you then reverse it instead? Not have the sponsorship. Get your fans to be super engaged and be the advertisers for you for free. Get them more engaged. Give them more value. Turn them into super fans. And get more than the ten grand worth of value from the free marketing that you got from your super fans by sharing and creating this original content for you. Think that way, not the other. All right, guys. Today's action item. We want you to share our podcast with other like-minded, awesome sports marketing people. 